Hello and welcome to The Touchline. My name is Lady Poko and today on the show I only have Chad with me but do not despair. We are going to get into all those talking points with regards to your local football as well as your DSTV premiership. Chad, welcome to Touchline yet again. How are you doing today? Yes, yes. I'm doing good. Today is a good day. Today is a Tuesday. good day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let us get into the conversation immediately. This past week or past weekend, rather, there's been so much to talk about. But today, I just want to focus on the two teams that a lot of people will be looking at. That is Bloemfontein Celtics, as well as Kaiser Chiefs in the CAF Confederations journey. Did you perhaps have a look at their games, um, preferably like maybe even the first leg, second leg? How did you think they, they played? How did you see their teams? To be honest, I saw only like a little bit of Chiefs, not much. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that, like how did you feel with what you saw? <laughs> they threw. They threw. <laughs> That's it. Um, so it's a boost. It's a confidence boost. Look, sometimes the scraps are more confidence boosting than the actual thrashings to be honest yeah that is true the the scraps are the ones where people will feel okay look it was tough but i made it Mm. and that's actually what builds character because you're thinking it's it's all easy these days i've noticed to win games sometimes but the manner in which you do it always punishes you with regards to the coming game. So I hear what you what you mean with regards to that. No, definitely. And I for one, like I'm happy. Um, these are two teams that aren't really used to CAF competition. Yeah. Even though for both both for different reasons. <laughs> uh, but still it's good seeing that they there and they trying not to just make up numbers. Yeah. I love the way I'm particularly looking at not just the the Chiefs game, the Bloomfield Celtics game, you know. They had a 2-0 advantage in the first leg. And then the second leg, they lost 2-0. So it it went all the way to penalties. And what I love about them is the fighting spirit where at 2-0 already, looking at it, they go, oh, Agret is 2-2. They really could have given in at that time. But to push to penalties and win penalties, that's a different story. Oh. Yeah, that's a big thing, especially in South African football, where yeah. us and penalties, <laughs> we're not the best thing. Yeah, I don't know why, like, managers don't actually make this a thing, like, where we just have penalty taking, for, like, even if it's just 15 minutes, especially in competitions such as CAF, when you know the odds are that hard, they stack against you, and you need to be ready in every department. Too, but I feel like that's more of a coaching shortfall mm. um, for two yeah. reasons. For one, you want to rather focus on winning a game outright. Mm-hmm. So let's work on getting our football onto a good enough level to win games. Yeah. Our general football. And two, um, we have noticed we don't really believe in finishing training. You yeah, know, um, I feel like maybe that's something that people think it's a, it's a natural gift, like a natural born talent. You should have it. I don't. I, I don't even think it's that. I think we're just complacent when it comes to it. Mm. We're quite complacent because we've never. I feel like culturally we've never really worked on that. Yeah. You know, when the when you come from the streets, growing up, you're playing one pala, and then it's just the 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 actions more in the dribbling. Mm-hmm. And and from there, you know, the dribbling, the quick passes. So you work on that. 
and you forget that l- little basic thing. Like I remember a couple years ago, Pirates got a finishing coach. Yes, and uh, everybody was surprised by that. I remember it was one of those big scandals. It was like, why do you need that for? Yeah, and like they had finishing training sessions, and it helped them. Mm. So it's 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 something where, and also you don't want to think that okay, you go into penalties. Yeah. Or you might go into yeah. penalties. You want to win it now within this 90 that we've been given. Exactly, because that adds extra tension as well, knowing that look. Yeah. We might it does not come down to this pressure point. But do you think maybe that's something that Kaiser Chiefs could maybe look at and invest in? Because it seems to me that they are lacking with regards to that, the finishing touches. Right now they need people to be scoring goals. And it's not happening for them. Maybe, maybe, but with Chiefs, I, I don't know. I'm ha- let's just say this: I'm happy mm-hmm. that they have this confidence boost of winning in the Champions League because yeah. TIA it's tough in Africa. Mm-hmm. People think it's easy. It's tough in Africa. You have all odds against you, especially as a South African team in Africa. Yeah understandably but like you said you know Kaiser Chiefs is through to the next round they did well in the first one Celtics doing the same and they face Rivers United that's next hopefully both those teams can go a long way with the likes of Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns who too will also now join the CAF ranks and CAF competition yes I love it I love it Um, I'm hoping that we all have teams in the group stages because once you've reached the group stage that's where the real competition starts i feel yeah and uh, just to wrap up this um calf confederations chat just to pick your brain a little bit how would you feel if patrice mosefa did win the elections coming up next year March? i don't know i don't know um it's it's weird there's there's a lot of like i'm in two minds about it like i'll be happy but at the same time what does it exactly mean mm, for africa yeah. Yes. Um, is he is is he there as you know a figurehead, mm-hmm. or is he there to actually push progress within the African game? Mm-hmm. And that is a chat that I will not just have with Patrice. I have it with most. Yes. With most of our football leadership in Africa, not only in South Africa. And so. Mm-hmm. Wait and see thing for me. Basically. Um, another thing I wanted to ask, what do you think that will mean for Sundowns? Because he can't be the president of CAF and have a club or be a CEO within the same um, sort of competition, as far as I understand. That would definitely mean he would have to step down at Mamelodi Sundowns. He'll step down officially. Yeah. And he'll <laughs> step down officially. But Sundowns will be fine. I, I agree. I just, I don't know about a Sundowns without Pratis. I, I don't think I've known Sundowns without Pratis. So that's going to be a new normal that I'll have to get used to. No, as I said, Patrice will still be there. He just won't be right there. Yeah. So you'll be involved. The club will still run. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they have a board of directors. It just mm-hmm. means that he will not be involved as the president or the CEO. True, true. But yes, that brings the conversation to an end with regards to CAF. Now we're moving back into the DSTV Premiership where we now talk about a sudden move I didn't see coming. And based on the fact that Amazulu weren't necessarily doing the worst in the DSTV Premiership, that is Ayanda Dlamini stepping down as Amazulu head coach. What is the first thing you thought when you first read that article or read the headline? Why? <laughs> Me too. Why? 
And I don't care what the media says about, yeah, no, I feel like they were better contenders. Mm. I want to know why. Yeah, yeah. Who did he fight with? Who did he argue with? Mm. What happened? Like, mm-hmm. you can't say that, no, they are better candidates. You are the candidate right now. You're yeah. there. Three years worth of a contract that they gave you not so long ago. And I find it very weird at the fact that Amazulu lie 11th on the log right now. Yes, it's one win, three draws, and two losses. But it's not a panic phase. Like, for him to, to quickly step down in the manner that he did. But I think maybe also the positive side to it is the fact that he still remains within the managerial positions within Amazulu, just not head coach. Yeah, no. Um, that's a good thing. I feel like maybe he did it to be more involved, but not in the spotlight. Yeah. Which I can understand. Mm, not everybody's meant for the spotlight. I can understand that too, yeah. And But I feel like there's no reason. Yeah, let him stay until there's a capable replacement. I love it. I oh. mean, speaking of capable replacements there, that means now this is, you know, a scramble. People can now put their names forward and say, I put my name up, I want to be head coach. And uh, just throughout today, I've been reading rumors on uh, Benny McCarthy. Do you think that's something that is viable for Amazulu as a club and also viable for Benny McCarthy as a manager. I love Benny. I've loved Benny my entire life, basically. <laughs> or not my entire life, but basically. Yeah. My whole life, if I can call it that. I loved Benny. I will rate Benny as my favorite football, SA footballer of all time. Yeah. I loved him as a coach. I love him as a coach. He's very genuine and raw and real. Mm. Um, I think Amazulu would be a good challenge for him, but I don't like him at Am- Amazulu, if that makes sense. I hear you, but it's because of his tactics or the team's philosophy or what, what, what won't fit between the two? I think there'll be a clash. Benny is a strong personality. Yes, very strong. As you and he's a very, very straight talker. Mm. Uh, very. And you know, if Benny feels it, Benny says it. Yeah. If Benny feels it, Benny does it. Mm. And it's a good quality. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's got the knowledge and the expertise. Yeah. But for Amazulu, it's a good thing. But my question is, how long will it last? Will it last? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I see, like you said, a bomb just waiting to explode. Yes, exactly. And... Look, maybe it's me talking from the soft spot I have for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want this to be a good relationship that can tarnish his coaching record at the end of the day. Yes, and he's still so early on in it. The choices he makes now will definitely set a platform for him going forward. So I agree with what you're saying there, that this is such a... It's a, it will be rolling the dice on his behalf. Yes, it's delicate. For me, I want Benny to take up a suffer role, to be honest. Oh, oh, hello. Yeah, I want him to take up a suffer role, maybe coach under 17s or, mm. uh, or something and build himself up. And work his way up from there. Yes, that's, I feel like that's what I would like to see Benny doing. Mm. Okay, but since that, we are also just thinking Benny is not the right man for Amazulu. At this point in time, looking at the team and who is available or can avail themselves, because we know in DSTV Premiership, they play musical chairs with their, with their jobs. Who can slot in or who can you see getting in there and, and you know maybe getting them to a decent position on the table at the end of the season? I like the idea of Alan Fries, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Alan Fries had a good track record. He took over from Platinum Stars when Kevin left. Yes. From the assistant role of Kevin Johnson. And Platinum Stars did well yeah. under Alan Fries. I feel like it was just basically Platinum Stars aiming for higher than... Yeah, what they've been dishing out. they actually... That is an option, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, keep it simple. And I think in previous shows, you've heard me talk about stability in terms of yeah. such, in terms of coaching structures. You don't want to go too far away mm. from what's there. You don't want to sort of disrupt what has already been moving. That's true. Very true. And now that you mentioned that, I just want to, um, before we wrap up this conversation, touch on the fact that Ernest Merendorf has taken over at Maritzburg. Speaking of structures and teams, He's taken over at Maritzburg in his first game in charge. He managed to get a point against the defending champion. Do you think Amazulu will be okay for the season with him at the helm? I mean, at Maritzburg, that is, sorry. Oh, Maritzburg, as I said the last time, it's wait and see with Mazzino. It's wait and see. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's a wait and see game. All right, Chad, um, let's move on to the final segment where I want to discuss the MTN8 final that is coming up on Saturday at the Moses Mabida Stadium game. We'll kick off at 6 p.m. It is the MTN8 final between yet again Bloemfontein Celtics reaching yet another final and Orlando Pirates tasting a final in a very long time. What do you think is going to happen? It's tricky. It's tricky. Um, yeah. <laughs> For different reasons. Because, yes, because pirates lately have been riding on luck. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with pirates, but I mean, now against Cape Town, they had a huge scare. Somehow they came back from that. Mm. Um, Celtics now has been through an African tie yeah. and has won. Mm. And like I said, um, but, they just had a final not so long ago, so they really will be trying to rectify all of that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tense. It's tense. But Pirates are on a good run of form. Yes, they, they, un- they are unbeaten. They, yes. And that that's that's my worry, like with Pirates, because how do they prepare for the game? Yeah. How do they go into the game? Yeah. All teams actually. Mm. Um, it comes down to the pre-match preparation. Yeah. And I think that the first 10 minutes will give you an idea of how this game is going to go. It's going to go. Yeah. But it's going to be one. One. One no or penalties. I'm trying to one. One, no. <laughs> one no. That is so disappointing. It is. Wow. No, it's not. One no finals are amazing finals. Well, I mean, yes, because they keep us on the edge. Like, we're constantly trying to, just trying to see who's going to win. Exactly. One no finals are amazing. <laughs> That's I true. want to be close, and I feel like it's going to be close. I'm still sticking with my prediction that Pirates will edge it. With the one no. <laughs> one no. That is Chad's prediction for the MTN8 final. So just looking at their journeys, looking at how they got there. I mean, Bloemfontein Celtics, I think they played the better teams. I mean, they beat Mamelodi Sundowns. They beat Super Sport United to get to the final. And looking at Orlando Pirates, they beat, you know, their arch rival Kaiser Chiefs and winning against Cape Town City. So their journeys to getting here have been immaculate they've been hard and they i guess they'll just try do what they do best and try to get a win yes indeed um one main thing is that both teams must not stray away from what they've been doing yeah yeah 
can happen that in a final you get there and then you want to change the wheel mm. you want to try and say because we're playing Celtics we must do this and that and that instead of just going out there and saying look your game has gotten you our game has gotten us so far yeah stick to our game because that's how we've been winning mm. and let's have hopes in how we've gotten here yeah i agree um, i think they need to have that mentality where we've gotten here because we deserve to be here let us play our hearts out let us enjoy this game because i mean honestly you have nothing to lose once you're in a final <laughs> except winning obviously <laughs> except that obviously so chat you do say that the pirates will edit one no and you're sticking to your story i like that about you you my man are very consistent all right that is all for touchline dstv premiership today quick sorted i hope all your teams get all the points they will be in you know the season to come this coming weekend is a final as Orlando pirates fans have been waiting this for a very long time. I'm sure Chad has stopped listening to me right now, even though he does believe they will win. But Chad, thank you so much for this conversation, man. It's been lovely. Uh, it's been awesome speaking to you as always. As always. Until we all meet again on the touchline, I am Uwara Lady Poco. Please keep supporting your teams. As much as we can't be at stadiums, support on the TV. Yep. Get on Twitter and make sure your teams know that you are supporting. I am Oara Lady Poco for the touchline. Until next time when we meet, we are out. Yep, yep.